We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is March 9th, 2023. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. What's going on, Luke? I'm good. What what's that thing that we was it Jeff Turner? I can't remember the episode where so you said like in our personal life we're doing well, but in like our mm. our, our our fan life or semi professional, yeah, we we aren't we aren't semi pro as well. Yeah, I think that's how I'd probably sum it up. You know, the work is going well for me in my personal life. Everything is good. Just the the magic. That's about it right now that we're just kind of seeing the finish line and uh, and seeing what happens in these last however many games there are now, 17, something like that, 18. So I don't know. How how are you? You uh, you, you good in uh, both aspects or what? Oh, no. Terrible <laughs> with the magic. Are you kidding me? Like if, if my life was a pie chart, right, and you like allocated mm-hmm. different colors like the magic probably take up close to like a third of my life, mm-hmm. I would say. And that third is just like rutabaga pie. Like mm. not very, I don't even know what a rutabaga is, but there's no way that rutabaga pie is good. <laughs> Have you ever that. had that? I don't know. What that I is. haven't, but it just can't be good. And it's, it's that, you know? So yeah, I mean the magic at this point, it is what it is. You sent a text earlier that the Magic are like eight and fourteen this year without Wendell Carter Jr. Mm-hmm. And six of those wins, I believe you said came mm-hmm. during that six game win streak. Yeah. I it's been so long since that happened now. I didn't even remember that we didn't have yeah. Wendell for that stretch. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my first thought when I looked it up, was like but was it wasn't like obviously he was like I had just remembered that Dell was not part of it, but I also remember that he wasn't part of the losing streak either on the front end, like right before that. Right. And uh, yeah, you look at it and it's like, I, that does feel like it was forever ago. And 
but it's just crazy and it also stands out right like this team it does not function well without dell except for that weird peculiar six game win streak where they caught lightning in a bottle i guess yeah so he missed what do we have here so it was like nine straight and then we go into that six game win streak so that's what 15 games 60 so he misses 17 games he is there for the Chicago win, the Jalen Suggs game winner on November 18th. And then he misses 17 straight games. So after that win streak is broken against the Atlanta Hawks on December 19th, he misses that game. He misses the Houston game. And then he comes back right before Christmas, January 23rd at home when we destroy the San Antonio Spurs. So if you take away that win streak, the magic are, Two and fourteen without Wendell in the lineup this year. And Wendell is still out of the lineup right now. We're gonna talk about this Milwaukee disaster of a game from Tuesday night. And Thursday against the Jazz, he's already been ruled out. I looked mm-hmm. at the injury report right before we started this, and he's out. Mm-hmm. And Walker Kessler Jr. or is it Walker Kessler Jr.? Is Walker, he a junior? I think he Nah. Is he a junior? I don't know. Why do I feel like that? He would have been a wrong. junior. He would have been a junior if Wendell played, because Wendell would have been his dad. Yeah. But maybe hope. he's just a you know, maybe just, he doesn't have a, a suffix. I don't think he does. I think he's just Walker but Kessler. Regardless, he's he's probably gonna have a good game Thursday night, by my estimation, without Wendell Carter Jr. in the lineup. But I mean we do have Goga Batazde, so We'll we'll see what happens in, in that regard. But yeah, it's definitely getting more difficult to be excited about the Orlando Magic, um, at least for the rest of this season, as there's a moth flying around me right now as I try to swat it while we're recording this. Die, moth, die. <laughs> but yeah, uh, personally, doing fantastic. But I just, we cover this team like at an unhealthy level. So it just ends up bleeding into my personal life, unfortunately, and you know, kind of makes me, if I'm cranky, they make me more cranky. If I'm in a good mood, I'm in a slightly less good mood after the Magic lose. But, you know, it kind of is what it is, Luke. It's true. Let's talk about the state of the Magic. So, so far this week, the Magic are 0-1, bringing them to a record of 27-39 and on the year. They are the fifth worst team in the league in terms of record they're 13th in the eastern conference currently four games back of washington for the final playing spot in the 10th seed in the eastern conference they are two and a half games back of chicago for the 11th seed and they are two games back of indiana who currently has the 12th seed in terms of offensive rating their offensive rating is 111.4 which ranks 25th in the league they have a defensive rating of 114.0 which ranks 19th in the league. Overall net rating is negative 2.6, which is 26th in the league. On the injury front, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter Jr., and Admiral Schofield, who's suffering from a concussion, were all out on Tuesday against the Milwaukee Bucks. But Gary Harris is not listed on Wednesday's injury report, so hopefully he's good to go for Thursday against the Utah Jazz. Wendell Carter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, both still listed as out. Jonathan Isaac will be out for the rest of the season. 
Admiral Schofield is listed as probable. So we most likely will see Admiral Schofield back in the lineup. Getting away from injuries, some exciting news. The Magic announced this week that Dennis Scott, who uh, earlier in the season uh, was announced to be the next player inducted into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. We now have a date for that. Dennis Scott will be inducted into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame on March 23rd before the Magic take on the Knicks that night. In seven seasons, Dennis Scott averaged 14.8 points, three rebounds, two assists for the Orlando Magic while shooting 40% from three. Dennis Scott was one of the early adopters, uh, one of the earlier sharpshooters in league history and helped the Magic make the 1995 NBA Finals. So super excited for Dennis Scott. Now we have a date. So um, we're just about two weeks as you all are listening to this from Dennis Scott being inducted into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, Luke. We could really use him right now. You know what I mean? A little 40% on five and a half threes a game with Orlando. That would do bad things to add a guy shooting at that volume at 40%. Truly is crazy. Obviously, looking back at just like you said, one of the early adopters are just like high volume threes, making them at an insane clip. 40% nuts. So, yeah, I would uh, I would do bad, bad things for that on this team. Congrats to Dennis Scott. Well-deserved. Just uh, another one added to the uh, Magic Hall of Fame. For a guy that hasn't played for the franchise in since 1997. So, what is that? Almost 30 years. No, no, 26 years? Yeah, almost 30 years. Yeah, almost 30 years, and he's still the all-time leader in three-pointers made for the Orlando Magic franchise. Mm-hmm. So for him to be shooting, what was that, five-and-a-half attempts yeah, five and a half, 40%. over his seven seasons in Orlando in the 95-96 season, he was up to 7.7 attempts. That was not normal in that era of the NBA. So he was a legit... Stroke that thing, Cuzzo, before Mm. that term even existed, which, I mean, I guess is still relatively new and just always, you know, makes me laugh. Like, you just shout that phrase out anywhere and it's, you know, you're going to get some giggles. So next time you're at, you know, at a bar watching a game, just yell, stroke that thing, Cuzzo. And when people giggle, you can thank your good buddy, Uncle Jonathan. So, (laughs) but really happy for D. Scott. We need to start retiring some jerseys, though, like, it's it's been more than enough time, but super excited for Dennis Scott. Well deserved, and excited to see his induction ceremony into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. Speaking of people that you can thank, we want to shout out and thank our lovely patrons, Luke, the folks that help financially support the show. If you are interested in helping uh, support the show, or you're interested in joining our Discord community or our monthly Zoom meetings that we have with some of our patrons, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show for $2 a month plus some other tiers that we offer. Again, you can help financially support the show and help us do all of the fun things that we do. And we also shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons and our elite tier patrons on every single episode, which I am going to start now. Starting with 
The Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, The Distract, Donkey Punch Dave, It's Not OKK to Say Okiki, Pierre A, Migzors, Nostalgia, and M&Ms, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Squealin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Ty Mr. TV, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Freakin', Shahin 177, Bulby the Don, Himlo Ban Himro, Arm Prof 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Let's Bank Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, Fuego Nando, Phantom Wolf 72, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Bull Bull. His first name is his last name. A big thank you to our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons and all of our patrons. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Tuesday's game against the Milwaukee Bucks, Luke, went into this feeling a little bit confident. They had no Drew Holiday, no Giannis Antetokounmpo. Man, this team doesn't have two of their all-stars. Sure, we're missing guys, but you would much rather play the Bucks without Giannis and without Drew Holiday. I think we saw the line move from like minus seven favoring the Bucks to what was it, minus two, minus mm-hmm. two and a half by tip-off. And at that point, Magic are playing at home. It's basically like a pick but the Magic just uh, honestly really did not play well in this one. You give up 70 points in the first half to the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe it was 64 points in the second half. Magic put up 123 points, Luke. 
most nights that's going to be enough for the Orlando Magic. Uh, but give credit to the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, the best team in the league right now. And to their credit, no Giannis, no Drew Holiday. They still have a way to play. Their guys understand their roles, what they need to do to be successful. Also helps when you have three guys score over 24 points for the, for the Milwaukee Bucks. But the Magic's offense, uh, you know, just, again, was good enough. Defense just non-existent. Bucks shoot 59% from the floor for the game. Uh, Magic do a pretty good job of rebounding. 38-38, it's all tied up between two teams. Goga Patadze was a, a big help off the bench with eight rebounds, five offensive rebounds, Luke. But another issue, Magic not able to guard without fouling. 14 free throws for Chris Middleton. The Bucks shoot 34 free throws in total to the Orlando Magic's 19. And yeah, it just came down to defending and defending without fouling, and the Magic couldn't do either of those, really. Well, you mentioned the emphasis that I want to put on this game is the free throws, right? Like, you look at the field goal discrepancy. The Bucks shoot 78 field goals in this game. The Magic at 100. And somehow, the Magic still lose by 11. You go down the the uh, let's see the stats here as far as the splits. The, both teams thirty percent for the Magic, thirty five percent from three, fifty percent for the Magic from the field, fifty nine for the Bucks attributed to the lack of defense that the Magic played. Um, and then rebounding the same. The Magic actually to have the edge in offensive rebounding had seven more than the Bucks. Um, I mean, just going down the list here. There's not a whole lot that the Magic did poorly besides, obviously, defend. And like you said, foul. Bucks shoot 34 free throws, and they convert on 32 of them. Magic shoot 19 free throws, and they only, and they miss five. You know, you're, you're not going to win a lot of games giving up 34 free throws. And then the minimal that you take, the 19 you take, you're missing five of them. Missing more than the team that had as many as the Bucks had from the line. So that was the most frustrating part to me, just not being able to defend without fouling. But I think it has to do with the fact that the personnel wasn't there. It's a huge part. You got these mismatches. What does a player do when they get beat and they try to salvage the play? They get aggressive. They get impatient. They foul. Mismatch down low. Mo Wagner in the pick and roll. Like, he's not in the pick and roll, he is terrible. And I don't think that comes as a shock to anybody, but you really makes you hope that you see what you saw out of Goga. You hope that you can get even more for, for Goga. If he can continue to play 20 plus minutes in these games, efficient night, six of nine his 12 points, eight rebounds. Like you said, like just that type of energy. Goga is just make everybody's life easier knows his role. And I think that's what you got to do in these games. Like you said, know your role. The Bucks knew their roles. And uh, the Magic did not. You once again, touching on the Dell, the record without Dell this year. You, you fall victim to that again. Not having his presence is huge, especially on the defensive side. You don't have Gary, who is a great defensive presence. So just sucks, man. If you ever shoot 22 more field goal attempts than the other team, you should win those games. 
and the, the magic just couldn't get it done and it, it sucked but these are high intensity high pressure games if this team still thinks they have a shot at a plan they got to win them and and they got to take advantage and they just didn't we're now like kind of back at the part of the season where injuries have kind of become an excuse again mm-hmm. beginning of the year admiral Schofield, Kevon harris you know getting a ton of minutes you didn't have markel you didn't have gary harris you didn't have j.i you didn't have Wendell Carter Jr. for certain stretches, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we lost this game. Yeah, we're five and twenty. Team is incredibly injured. We're not quite back to that point, but we're we're getting closer to that. I know we're slated to get a couple of guys back Thursday against the Jazz, but you're down Gary Harris and Wendell Carter Jr. two starters on this team, and when you look to the bench unit, you probably don't have another guy who is a, a quality starter in the league. I mean, maybe Jalen Suggs is the one that you could argue for, and even maybe he's not quite there yet. The defense, sure. Offense, we've talked about this all season long. Mm-hmm. But when you're down two quality like NBA starters, sure, the Bucks didn't have Giannis. They didn't have Drew Holiday. Still Bobby Portis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. These are guys who have won a title. You've got... Jay Crowder coming off the bench, Joe Ingles as well. These are guys who have been in, you know, tough competitive playoff series for years and years and years. I don't know why. I forgot just how disgusting of a passer Joe Ingles is. <laughs> like he's making these like skip reads and and these uh, post feed, like these uh post feeds. I'm like, "Who is this guy?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Joe Ingles is actually dis- a disgusting passer." Yeah. A lot of fun to watch, but this Milwaukee team, they have that next man up mentality. This is a team that is competing for a title, won a title a couple of years ago. Even when their best guys go down, they're able to be like, hey, we're going to pick up the slack here. And they still have an identity. They still have a way that they want to play. And the Magic, although you hear them say, we have a way to play, we know how we need to play to win, we see them stray from that so often. And it is a characteristic of a young team. A veteran team comes in that is competing for a championship. They're able to speed the Magic up, and this game just turned into a boat race, and the Magic's boat just, quite frankly, cannot keep up with the Milwaukee Bucks. And in a game that you, if you wanted to win or you thought you were going to have a chance to win, this game needs to be in the upper 90s, the low 100s. Once the Milwaukee Bucks you know, hang 120 on you, the game is effectively over at that point. So... It is frustrating to see this team. I don't even like if if we come out and we lose a game like 90 to 75, it'll suck, but I will not be as upset as I am watching them lose games like this. If they come out Thursday night, just for an example, and say, we're just going to come out and focus on nothing but the defensive end, we are going to give 150% on that end to the point where they really can't get much offense going. I'll be like, fine. That's fine with me. We have guys like Paolo. We have guys like Franz Wagner. We have guys like Markel Fultz. They're going to figure out how to get the ball in the bucket at some point. But to see these repeat performances, it seems weekly now, where the Magic are coming out and giving up 120, 125, 130 points, this team isn't going to win consistently like that. And again, I understand it is a characteristic of a young team and needing to learn how to play and how to win going to come with time but when you're sitting here and you know we're now you know 65 games into the season 
and you're watching the same things play out again and again and again, what's the definition of of insanity? Repeating the same thing, expecting different results. And I feel like I'm, I'm going insane here because sitting down, watching the Orlando Magic, expecting them to come out and lock in defensively and then watching them give up 130 points. And then after the game, hearing them talk about how they need to lock in every <laughs> single night on the defensive end. And I'm thinking, all right, they finally got it figured out. The next game comes and here they are again, giving up 130 points. You know, frustrating. You mentioned Joe Ingles. I just ca- couldn't stop thinking about the guy. He's uh he's a free agent this offseason. He might be 36, but uh give him give me give me a year of Joe Ingles just so I can watch a player that knows how to shoot the basketball play. You know, he shoots four and a half threes a game. He only plays like 20 minutes or something like that. Uh, and I just looked it up here on uh, basketball reference of his shots that he takes 78% of his shots come from the three point line. That's what I need in my life. 78. That's a lot of shots from the three point line considering the others. That's why his field goal percentage is so low because he, his threes, he shoots 37%. His field goal percentage, 41.9. So majority of his shots are within like two feet of the basket. And uh, that's at like, I don't even know. Like, I think it was like 20% and the rest is like 78% from the three and then sprinkled here and there, like literally 1% from another range is just, it's, it's a crazy breakdown, but you know, Joe Ingles, maybe, maybe take a look at him. I just, I just want to see someone who knows how to shoot the ball. That's all. I wonder what uh Gary Harris's like three point frequency is like how, what percentage of shots of Gary Harris's are three-point attempts. Yeah. I don't know that it would be quite as high as Joe Ingles, but my feeling is is that it would probably be up there, like upwards of 50% for Gary Harris. Yeah. Let's, of his total attempts are, are probably three-point si- attempts, if I had to guess. 66.8%. So he's not that far from Joe Ingles. He's not that far. Um, And his others, much like Joe Ingles... Or let's see. So yeah, so it's sixty six percent, and then thirty three percent are obviously two pointers at that point. Um, yeah. So that's uh, yeah, he's shooting forty, and obviously Gary's shooting forty three and a half percent for attempts a game, four point two. So uh, yeah, I mean Gary's great. We love Gary, big big Gary guy, as everybody knows. So you've got the Utah Jazz coming into the building Thursday night. Who you know they're. Still fighting, you know, for their their playoff lives in the Western Conference. Overachieving this year, you know, got a good player in Lowry Markinen. I don't feel super confident about it, Luke. I don't know about you. Mm. You've got Utah Thursday. You've got Miami Saturday. You you took a loss, you know, to to start the week here. You had a loss to end the week last year. Taking a look at Utah's schedule here. They played Dallas on Tuesday, lost 120 to 116. And Wednesday, you know, sitting in Orlando, ready to play the Magic. Have your thoughts on Thursday's game changed at all? How do you see this going for the Magic? What did I say? Did I say two and one or three and oh? I think I might have. I don't remember, to be honest with I you. I think I might have said three and oh. Regardless, um, the Jazz. As far as the injury report goes for the Jazz, they're without Colin Sexton. He's dealing with like a hamstring, I think. Uh, Walker Kessler is a game-time decision. Jordan Clarkson, game-time decision. 
And then uh, the Magic are favored by three in this one. You you got to win this game just for the sake of like not risking a losing streak to extend past two games. But without without Wendell out there, I really don't know. I do think he is that valuable to this team. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to say they lose the jazz. I am going to stick with beating the heat on Saturday just to, uh, stick to my guns in that respect, at least for that game. Cause I'm not, I'm switching my jazz pick obviously right now, but you know, the, the heat coming off that back to back, I'll, I'll take my chances. I'll mark that as a, as a win. And then you lose to the jazz, uh, tonight as you're listening to this. In the case that the Magic do beat the Jazz on Friday and every day after a Magic victory, you can get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. So as the season is winding down, folks, it's going to be a long summer without pizza, without Orlando Magic wins. So make sure you take advantage of those down the stretch. Again, every day following Magic victories, you can get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. Talked about the fact we've got the Jazz and the Heat Thursday and Saturday to finish off the week, Luke. And I've got to I've gotta be honest with you. Season is winding down. The, the Magic's play-in chances continue to dwindle on a nightly basis. We talked about some draft stuff in our Patreon Zoom this week that we had with our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons, where once a month we just kind of hang out with them and talk Orlando Magic basketball, and the conversation quickly turned towards the draft. So we're going to start it up here. Each episode, we're going to go through and do one uh, run on the good old tankathon and just kind of see how that ends up and talk about those results and what the Magic may do if they end up there. Uh, Going into the fourth quarter here, Chicago's up 10 on the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, that's important because of the Magic hold Chicago's rights here. We're really rooting for Chicago to like maybe make the play-in and then lose and still end up in the lottery or you know fall a little bit further than they are now, but not too far. We don't want them ending up in the top four because then we would lose that pick. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead. I'm going to sim the lottery here, run the tankathon, and this time we got three and eight. We kept Chicago's pick. I'm good with that, Luke. I'd be very, very pleased if that's the result that we get mm-hmm. on lottery night. Yeah, I mean, three and eight. As lo- if if the Magic can not drop, I'm honestly cool with even if it's like stayed as is right now. Right, if it stayed as is, the Magic would be fifth. The Bulls pick conveying to the Magic would be seventh. Five and seven, I'm cool with. You you got a lot of room to operate, and I'm just I'm just so happy that I I don't have to worry too much about this draft and that this front office has a lot of options of what they can do in regard to cap flexibility, players and packaging them for other you know targets that they want um, on other teams and I man it's going to be a really exciting off season and I I hope that. You know, we we continue to to have killer off seasons like we have in years past. But I hope that you know this starts to 
kind of shift from it's exciting the offseason because of the draft to it's exciting the offseason because the Magic have a chance to land a big name, a big star because of the success of the year that just happened. So I, I hope that's what we continue to kind of I, I feel a slight shift. I do because I'm not as excited about the draft as I was obviously in the last couple of years because we feel like we've got our guy. It would be the cherry on top to get a incredible talent in the top like two to three picks. But if we don't, it's not the end of the world. I got to tell you, come lottery night, I'm going to be very excited because as long as you have a chance, mm-hmm. if we end up one or two, again, that's just going to be like we're already super positive and upbeat about the future of this team. You had a guy like Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson. All of a sudden, like you have a future dynastic type of core if you add those guys along Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. Like all of a sudden, like to me, we're talking about like a Warriors esque type of ceiling. We're talking about multiple championships. If you add one of those types of guys next to Paolo Bancaro, next to Franz Wagner. So that's why it's so exciting to me. Talking about Chicago, I'm kind of good with them staying where they are right now at seven. Yeah. At seven, they have a 31.9% chance of ending up in the top four, in which the Magic's. Uh, ownership of their pick would not convey if they were six. So if they fall one spot and they're below Indiana, that jumps up to a 37.2% chance. So you go roughly from like a 69 nice nice percent chance to a, what is that? 63% chance. So it's almost at that point, it's like kind of 60, 40 and that's getting way too close for comfort. In my opinion, we need to keep that Chicago pick. Don't know that the Magic will use it, but it might be a tool that they can use to, you know, finagle some other moves. Maybe they want to move up in the draft. Maybe want they want to trade for somebody. Who knows? But just want to give the Magic as much, you know, ammunition as we can possibly have going into the draft. Hmm. Short week so far, Luke. Only one game in between the last episode and this episode. Luckily, we're going to have two episodes in between this episode and our next. But in terms of magic news, like not much has happened since the last episode. Really just that loss, the disappointing loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. But now we're looking forward to taking on the Jazz Thursday night. And then we play the Miami Heat this weekend. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Um last thing here. A little food for thought. Okay. I'm thinking draft now. All right. With I promise this is this this doesn't you know need a, a, a response really. But another thing to think about is that you got picks five and seven. I've I've expressed my concern with how many young guys are on this team. If you are not moving on from guys that are getting minutes right now, young guys in this rotation, soon, are you trying to look at, or maybe you want to move on from one of them? Is it? Would you package five, seven? and a young guy to try to move up a couple spots? Is that something you would entertain? Like, or are you like, we're at five and seven, I and I'm cool. Are you trying to trade up? You talk about adding someone that's like a dynasty maker in this draft and like the top two. I don't know if anybody's giving you top two, but you might be able to get three. 
and this is something we can talk about as as this goes on. Another kind of a, a thing that we're, a discussion we're able to have is uh, to try to see, you know, what what are we gonna do? Or are you gonna trade five and a couple young guys to move up to three? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Quick answer for me it would have to be moving into the top two. Mm. You're not gonna get one. Like one is not getting traded, probably regardless of what happens, unless I'm. Even I mean, if the Pelicans, you know, get the Lakers pick and you know whatever, like they're probably just going to add Victor Wembanyama to Brandon Ingram and, and Zion. So one is not getting moved for me. It would have to be two. Two is most likely not getting moved. But if you're packaging five and a young player, or five and seven and a young player, I'm probably moving anyone not named Franz or Paolo at that point to pair Scoot Henderson with both of those other guys. So. I would definitely do it. You would have to get to two, three through seven. I feel like all of those guys are probably close enough that you're totally fine with picking at five and at seven at that point. But that's my short answer. We're going to have a long time to discuss this. We're still about two months away from the draft lottery. And then at that point, we're going to be another like six weeks from the actual draft. Agonizing. So we are going to have plenty of time to have these conversations at nauseum. And I promise you, we will have these conversations <laughs> ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that's going to do it for us for this episode. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to the Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.